Hello and welcome to episode number 20 of the Creative Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Michael Wallace and my goal is to help your ministry become even more creative, strategic, and effective so that you will make even more of an impact as a ministry leader. If you happen to be listening on today, which is release day, happy Valentine's Day. Hope you have a great day of celebrating uh, with the ones that you love. Uh, Valentine's Day for our family is is really fun because uh, it's also my son's birthday. He's our oldest, and his birthday is February 14th. He turns nine today. Um, so he gets double presents because it's Valentine's Day, and we eat, all eat chocolate until we puke. So it's it's a lot of fun. Hope you enjoy uh, your Valentine's Day uh, as well. And uh, so also uh, hitting the net today, not only is it Valentine's Day and podcast release day, uh, but the Creative Student Ministry Twitter account, uh, you can see a new Twitter poll all about budgets, everybody's favorite thing. Um, and we'll be talking about budgets later on this year, but I wanted to get some feedback from you on uh, what you would do if you had an extra 10% of your budget added to your budget. Uh, what would you do with that that amount of money? And how, how would you use it to impact your ministry? So head over there and take uh, take that poll real quick. Um, the Twitter account is Creative Stumin, C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-S-T-U-M-I-N, and you can take part in the poll. As always, if you have uh, comments, suggestions, or questions for the podcast, hit up Twitter, or you can send an email directly to me, michael at creativestudentministry.com. And if you go to creativestudentministry.com, the website, you can find some great resources for you and for your ministry. Hope you enjoy going over there and checking it out. Uh, Now, last week, I interviewed a really good friend of mine named Seth, uh, all about media and communication. If you missed it, go back and listen to it. It's a really great conversation. It is loaded with information that will be helpful for your ministry and some creative ways that you can use media, use communication to enhance the way that you do ministry. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and check it out. Uh, But today you get to hear another really fun interview with another friend of mine named Andrew. Andrew is in youth ministry, but at his church, he also wears many other hats, a lot of other hats. Uh, He's a lot like a Swiss Army knife. If you've ever had a Swiss Army knife, you know how adaptable they are and how many different things that they can do. And it's a really good tool to have on you at all times because you can, uh, you can, they have scissors on them and it's got a knife in it and a toothpick and just a magnifying glass, all kinds of stuff. And in ministry, I think a lot of roles end up looking like Swiss Army knife, especially when you're in student ministry. At your church, you may get called on to do a lot of different things. Um, Perhaps you are in that kind of role right now, or maybe you've been asked to do more from your role than you expected when you took the job. Uh, This is a great conversation uh, with Andrew. I know it will have an impact on your ministry. Well, I am so excited to welcome to the podcast a good friend of mine. Uh, we we met uh, when we were both working at a church out in Texas, uh, and now we're both on the East Coast. Uh, but his name is Andrew Larson. Andrew, how's it going, buddy? All is good, man. It's wonderful to talk to you. Wonderful to talk to you as well. Um, I, I wanted to have you on the podcast to talk specifically about uh, a term that I, I may have created uh, for uh, for youth ministers who do a lot more than just their youth ministry responsibilities, and I'm calling it the Swiss Army Knife. Um, and I know what you've been doing in your most recent role uh, involves a lot more than just uh, being responsible for the the ministry to youth. So um, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, your experiences. Uh, who are you, Andrew? Well, I, uh, I'm Andrew. My wife, Melissa, and I have been married for 11 years, and this is the about to start the 13th year of full-time student ministry. And in that time, we've been here in Florida, which is where I am now, 
Um, after a few years, we moved out to Texas to go to seminary, which is where we met, and uh, moved back to Florida when we found out that baby number two was showing up unexpected and uh, landed at Faith Community Church, where I've been for the past six years. And since that time, we have welcomed two more kids. So we've got four little boys, all six and under. And in the past six years or so, I've gone from youth guy to kind of all around fill in the pieces that nobody else can or wants to fill in at the church. Four boys, six and under. You don't need to spend your time on this podcast. You need to take a nap. It is it is exhausting just <laughs> watching my wife work so hard. I know. <laughs> I, that is the most honest way to say that, I think. That's exactly what it is. I have three as well. She they work a lot. Up so early every morning. It's, it just looks exhausting. I'm glad that she loves me enough to let me sleep until, you know, 745. <laughs> okay, so in addition to the four boys, six and under, you have this youth ministry role that has, has grown in its, in its scope um, since, you, since you took the role at Faith. Um, what, what are some of the responsibilities that you've added to or that are included now in the umbrella of your Swiss Army Knife role? Well, my official title these days, which seems to change biweekly, is I am the assistant pastor and director of student ministries. I joined the staff um, in 2011 as the director of student ministries, and there had been some transition, and the youth ministry was down to about 12 or 13 kids, and it was in the area close to where my wife and I grew up. So we moved back and kind of took over and God has blessed it, and the ministry has grown, and about two years ago, the associate pastor at the church uh, resigned rather kind of out of the blue to move to Wisconsin, where it's cold, and it snows, and it's not Florida, and uh, (laughs) so when he left, just kind of out of necessity, I began to take over a lot of the day-to-day things that he was doing, and then about seven or eight months later, the elders made it official and kind of lumped my role in with his role. And so now I, uh, I am handling a lot of staff leadership. I oversee the family ministry and really everything that does not happen in the sanctuary on Sunday morning is over my, or is part of my oversight. Um, and I also deal a lot with our Sunday morning services now as well, because I kind of speak the band lingo a little bit better than our senior pastor does. Um, he's also about to retire. So as he's moving closer to retirement, I get more and more kind of on my plate, but I am now preaching about a third of the time and kind of serving as a staff resource. And I'm the IT guy, it seems like, and I, I do a lot of whatever just needs to be done to keep things afloat during our time of transition. Wow. Okay. So you're preaching, you're running the student ministry, you're running the family ministry, you're doing the IT, you're the band liaison, and uh, wow, that's a lot of stuff to be in charge of. It almost sounds more like you are uh, starting a church from scratch. <laughs> sounds like a church plant where you have all these different responsibilities that all fall to you. Is it? Does it feel kind of like that at, at given times? It, it does. You know, As I mentioned, my senior pastor is about to retire, and our Our church is 60 years old, and we've had two senior pastors ever, and they're both on staff. So we have not ever had a period of transition like this. Our founding pastor retired, and 
um, he's now back and, you know, he's, he's 89 and, you know, so he smiles and waves and our senior pastor is, is rapidly nearing retirement. And so it's kind of, I'm, I'm doing what needs to be done to, to keep things steady during this time of transition. So it's, it's heavy at times, but I knew what I was getting into when I signed up for it. When our previous associate pastor left, he and I kind of had a sit down uh, meeting over lunch and it was a, you realize that this, this, and this is going to be asked of you. And I, I knew it was going to be asked and I'm happy to be a part of this transition just because it's a church that I love and it's people that I love. And as many hours as it takes, it is, I think the best way that I can honor the senior pastor that I'm serving under and uh, do what's best for the kingdom and for the church that I get to be a part of. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I'm sure having your hand in all those different, uh, different areas of ministry, you get a, a, a better sense of the overall impact that each ministry has on the church. Um, since so many things uh, kind of fall on your plate, um, you get an appreciation for all of it, uh, even more than you would if you were uh, only working in the realm of student ministry. Yes, I do. And I think one of the things I appreciate a whole lot more, we were able to hire a part-time guy to help out with the student ministry and um, handing a lot of the day-to-day student ministry activities off to him has been something that has opened me up even more to be able to see just all of the things that are going on. And it's exciting. I was just talking with our children's minister, you know, in this time of transition, when people in our church are kind of nervous about what's next, just to be able to list hey, this is how God is working, and this is how God is moving in this, 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 and this area that most people might not see, but we get the front row view to just what God is doing in so many different aspects of our church. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, Andrew, what have you learned um, in this season of ministry where you've been kind of in a Swiss Army knife kind of role? Um, What have you learned in this season that's helped uh, helped you get it done, helped you um, you, you sound very encouraged by uh, the role that you're playing. So what have you learned in this process has really helped you have that mindset? Uh, I think one thing, you know, when I stepped into it, I kind of expected that everybody was going to expect me to be the expert in all of these different areas that I was not the expert in. And I think um, one of the other roles that I have is I, I lead our senior adults ministry. We're in the St. Petersburg area of Florida. So there's a whole lot of senior adults at our church and not like, you know, the 63, 64 year old seniors, like the 80 to 90 year old seniors are all over the place here at our church. And so when I began to, to work in that specific ministry, I thought, man, they're going to expect me to have all these answers and to, to, you know, be able to guide them in this ministry. And how am I going to do that? And just the ministry of presence of being, able to say, hey, I value you enough to take time to be with you, or I value enough to listen to you, even if I don't have some great insight for you, is something that I have probably undervalued for the past 12 or 13 years. And now being able to to watch how just being in a room um, affects people, and how just listening to them and saying, wow, I understand where you're coming from, even though I have no way to solve this for you has been something that has been a huge encouragement to me that I've learned. 
Wow, that, that's awesome. I'm sure uh, having, I didn't know that you're doing senior ministry as well. Just add one more thing to the to the knife. Um, just that ministry of presence. Our ma- Go ahead. Our magician didn't show up one day because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to have a magician come to entertain them. And so I did the four magic tricks that I know, and I still have people put their arm around me on Sunday morning and introduce me to their friends as you should have seen Pastor Andrew do these magic tricks. And <laughs> it's just so funny that here we are months later and it wasn't a sermon that I preached or, you know, visiting them in the hospital. No, no, it was the magic tricks that <laughs> they are remembering. Your skills as a magician that's bringing them closer to the Lord. Yes. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, all right. So if you, <laughs> this is, you, this has been six years in the making of you being in this role in this state, uh, in this having all these different responsibilities, what's something that you wish you knew going into this role and going into these responsibilities that may have uh, may have changed? Because I know some people listening um, are at the very beginning of the same process, where they're all of a sudden they start starting to have more responsibilities and things are handed to them uh, that they weren't expecting. What's something that you wish you knew uh, on the front end of this process? I wish that when I began to take on more responsibilities, I would have also begun to hand off responsibilities. It took me several months to be willing to kind of give stuff up that could have been given up so much easier and so much faster. Like I mentioned the day-to-day operations of our student ministries. And for me, you know, that had been my baby. That's what my passion is. That's what I was brought into the church to do. And when we hired uh, this guy, his name is Drew, and he's just killing it. But I, I, you know, that was that was my thing. You know, here's this student ministry that is, you know, quadrupled plus in size in the time that I've been here, and I don't I don't want to let go of it. But by by letting go of it, when I was adding new stuff, it's just made stuff so much better. And the relationship with the kids are still there. The parents are are still love me, but not having to spend X number of hours in that is something that I really wish I would have thought through on the front end. You know, when I was asked to take over the senior adults ministry, I should have said, I will, if somebody else will take over the website. And if somebody else will take over the website maintenance, then I will have three hours a week to give to this senior adults ministry. I wish I would have found volunteers or even elders or deacons, you know, officers in our church, that when something new was being added to the plate, for me to say, I would love to do that, but you have to take something off. Because there, there are only so many things that you can do well. And I think it's important to do everything that, that I'm doing. But there are times that I get home and I think, oh, it just wasn't 100% effort on everything that I wish I would have done well today. That's that man. That'll preach. <laughs> that'll absolutely preach. Um, I think that having the ability to delegate, whether you're in a role that is specific to your ministry and you don't have these things being added, uh, being able to give things away. That's something that I learned in the latter years of my youth ministry tenure that I discovered that I got even more joy out of helping somebody else uh, achieve their goals within the ministry, helping someone else learn to learn to preach um, helping someone else learn to plan and execute an event, helping someone else learn how to lead a small group. Those things that uh, that I saw as my hands-on responsibilities to do, as I was able to give those things away, I was able to see the joy 
uh, that they got to experience. And I then experienced the joy of them experiencing joy. And um, the more I was able to give away, the the more ministry was actually able to happen. Um, and I didn't actually have to have my hands on it uh, for it to be successful or, or impactful. And for me, the the most fun thing that I've done for the past year is popping into the student ministry. And I still teach a considerable portion of the time in our student ministry, but popping in on a Wednesday night that I wasn't there and I didn't have anything to do. And I get to put my arm around Drew or I get to be with our small group leaders and just be like, wow, you guys are just doing so great. And you're like, what am I even doing here? And being able to go back and see how God has really equipped them in a way that it probably wouldn't have happened had I held on so tight has been my absolute favorite part of the past year. That's awesome. Yeah. The ability to encourage and not from a, uh, a position of, you know, shouting it from a distance, but having been in the trenches with them and to be able to walk in and go, Hey, what you're doing is awesome and it's effective and it's making a difference. I'm sure that has an incredible impact on, on their approach and their uh, experience in the ministry. I hope so. Um, okay. You are a funny guy. And uh, I know that from knowing you and also from uh, you, you are in addition to all these other thousands of things that you do, you write uh, games and sermons and series uh, for download youth ministry. Um, if you, you can actually go to download and and search Andrew Larson and see like millions of things that you and, uh, and a friend of yours named Tim have written. Um, so I know that you're funny and anybody who's read your material knows that you're funny. But I am so curious, what is the funniest thing you've experienced in your role there at Faith? I don't know if it is the funniest thing or just the scariest thing. Your head is going to itch just as I talk about oh, this. Oh, no, no. Maybe, maybe, we, maybe we skip this. I don't, I don't want to itch, and I'm already nervous. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, like my, my, my eyebrows itch just thinking about this. We have a preschool at the church. And I don't know how I became a preschool administrator, but there has been a headlights outbreak. No. And it is just this gargantuan, like, you know, kids getting, like, putting Listerine in their hair to try to get it out. And it's just been, it's just been crazy. Oh, my goodness. And we have had this thing where um, the preschool has asked me to come in and kind of be this liaison because I have kids in the preschool, but I'm also, you know, the, the boss's boss of the preschool. And so, you know, I'm trying to represent and mediate between parents in this preschool. And I just, every time I'm in one of these meetings, I think, how did this happen? I was <laughs> such a good youth pastor. I should be <laughs> going to Universal Studios on the church credit card, or, you know, I should be at CC's Pizza with a bunch of kids right now. Why am I dealing with head lice? But, you know, it's, <laughs> It's just so ridiculous, but it's one of those things that, you know, it's what God has called me to do for this season as we are uh, helping our church through this transition. And, you know, I'm, I'm honored to do it. It's just funny, though, because now my head is itching thinking yes, about it. Yes, mine is too, and I'm sure everybody that, listening. <laughs> yeah. The, the ways that God uh, calls us to, uh, to serve his people and his kingdom, it's sometimes disgusting. Yes, and I feel like every two minutes you're adding another thing that you are in charge of. Uh, you're so you have, you're in charge of the elderly, uh, the student ministry, the family ministry, the band, the preaching, the IT, the website, and also a preschool administrator. It's. I mean, I wouldn't quite say that I'm in charge of all those things. I dabble. 
I dabble in a bit of everything. I was also in four hospitals yesterday because, <sighs> you know. <laughs> Man, okay, well, I'll since you don't uh you don't you are not the type to brag for you. I'll brag for you. I think that uh just in just in knowing who you are and and hearing even more of the things that you do, uh I think one of the most important things to being a successful Swiss Army knife uh pastor, it takes humility and um, and I can tell just from from talking to you that you you don't you don't go around complaining about these things. You don't go around bragging about these things. You do them because they need doing, and you do them because you love your church and your community. Um, so I applaud you, and I applaud the humility with which you lead. Um, I think it's awesome. Well, thanks, man. And I I gotta say I I was in a hospital with somebody yesterday, and they thanked me for being there. I said, you know, it really is an honor because people are coming to the church and they're looking for spiritual needs to be met and for someone to say, Hey, I think you can help me with this. What a, what a great privilege that we have as pastors and as ministers to lead students, to lead their families, to minister to people in the time when they need help and they need to know that the church cares and that God loves them. And so it's, it's not always the easiest. And some days I get home and, um, you know, my wife just looks at me and knows, you know, that something ridiculous is about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> but what what a privilege we have to partner with God in ministering to his people. That's awesome, dude. I love it. I love that attitude. Um, so hopefully uh, you that are listening, if if you are in a similar position um, where you're you're facing all the different things that are on your plate that you didn't plan on being part of your role or you didn't study in seminary and you're having to go to extra meetings and be involved in more decisions than you ever thought that you'd be, uh, be involved in. Um, let Andrew be your, your, uh, your example of how to do it and how to do it with humility and how to be, uh, honorable in the process. Um, Andrew, I appreciate what you do, man. And I appreciate you coming on to talk about it, uh, sharing some of your experiences with us. Is there any like one last nugget of wisdom or encouragement you'd like to give to everybody listening? Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, not for not as to men, but as to the Lord. Work, even work in the church, is and should be worshiping. You know, you just thought it was so funny, and now I'm getting all serious. Yeah. But man, <laughs> this is this is a privilege. My goodness, and I I couldn't imagine doing anything else. So if God's called you to do it, even if it doesn't make any sense, and even if you're Year of ministry ranges from six-month-olds to 85-year-olds. If that's what God's called you to do, be faithful in what he's called you to do and have at it. Andrew, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. You are the man. Keep on doing what you're doing, and uh, and I'm pray, praying for your family and, uh, and your, your role and your impact there at Faith. Michael, I appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, it's been a great episode. Um, Thanks for, for taking the time to listen to this. And if you want to contact Andrew, um, the best way, Andrew, is there a social media preference that you have? Sure. Twitter is Andrew Larson, L-A-R-S-E-N, because my ancestors could not spell. So I'm <laughs> Larson with an E. Larson with an E. Andrew also with an E. Th- this is true. <laughs> at Andrew Larson on uh, Twitter. Um, Hit him up if you have questions, if you want to give him some encouragement, if you want to send him to to Disney World, uh, he would appreciate it, I'm sure. Um, That's all we've got for today. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk again soon.